think it's going to be, there's going to be some real cool nugget stuff here. Do you want the lights on or is this cool? All right, well, all right, all right. Well, Justin, man, we honor you, brother. Guys, let's get this, and then we'll just kind of transition whenever he's done. But, Justin, yes, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, uh, hey. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, um, I want to share, like, kind of what's happened to me recently. And, um, okay, so I guess the key thing is uh, I want to talk about how important it is to, like, encounter Jesus, like in our walk, like how important it is for us to have an encounter with him. And then I'm going to share kind of what happened with me. So uh, recently, uh, probably for the last several months, I want to say off and on, I've been just battling things here and there, you know, um, like I know the truth of who I am. I know who, who God says I am. I know that. But I kept finding myself going around these like mountains like over and over and running into these like even like sinful stuff you know sometimes and uh so I just like I knew like that's not who I am I don't want to do this you know and but it just like kept happening you know there'd be like some time go by and then nothing and then all of a sudden like what the heck so uh, it wasn't until uh here recently I had an encounter with Jesus like he encountered me he like came into my situation and all that, and um, I really just, uh, he just like captivated my heart, I don't know how to, how else to explain it, but uh, I got like this, uh, (laughs) he just captured my gaze like never before, and um, I haven't been able to look away, and all that stuff I was battling with, all that stuff I was dealing with, it's like lost its power, it like, there's no temptations, there's no any of that stuff. And all I've wanted to do is just be with him. And um, so, yeah, in the most, like, real way, that's what I want to share. Like, one of the main things is that how important it is for us to, like, really encounter him. And uh, how he encountered me, really. He came into my situation. And uh, I've been hearing a lot lately about just, like, beholding him and gazing upon him and ministering to him. And uh, he really uh, showed me just how that, that's pretty much everything. That's everything for us. And then, David, you taught on, you know, last night on being a priest and what that means to minister to him and to gaze at his beauty. So, uh, yeah, um, one thing I want to share with, with us, like, because I needed something practical. Like, I want something practical that's going to, like, help us and someone who may be struggling with that to come into that place. Because I was thinking about it like it just happened. Like he came, but it all started with hunger. It started with hunger. It started with, uh, I believe hunger leads to an encounter. There's a motorcycle or something. Like some uh, Tokyo drifting out there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I believe like Hunger is what leads to encounter with Jesus. And I believe, like, we don't muster up hunger on our own. I believe it's a gift from God that he gives to someone who's in need and uh, who really realizes their need for him, that realizes their need for his presence in every area of their life. And that's what it, it took me to get to that desperate place of being like, Jesus, like, I need your presence for literally everything I need to do. You know, and then uh, 
I've always had this hunger. He's always given me this hunger, but it's like here lately, it's almost like in another level. Like, um, and that showed me like, uh, basically it introduced me to like me wanting him. Like I went from like needing him to wanting him now. And I believe, uh, I don't know. It's like, I just captured, like I just caught a glimpse of his eyes, you know, and like, I can't look away. Like, it's crazy. Uh, he's got my gaze and I can't like look to the left or right. I just want to see him and I want to see him more. And I don't know. I feel so nervous right now, but, uh, this is, uh, this is, this has changed my life, y'all. Like this has really changed everything. And, uh, just simply just seeing him and, I don't know if I've like never seen him before <laughs> or what, but I've like known a lot about him. You know, I've known all these things. I've known the truth, but when I actually saw him, and, uh, and I'm not saying like saw like a man, you know, but my heart saw him. My heart on the inside, my inward man, like like caught a glimpse of him, and it's like he grabbed me and like captivated me. That's the best way I could describe it. And it's like I've never wanted anything else, and so all that stuff that allured me before just lost its it lost its grip on me and uh because i saw something so much more beautiful and it's just like <laughs> yeah, that's what i want more you know um there's one scripture in first john that i want to share that's really stood out to me and we know john the apostle john he was the one that leaned on jesus like he was the closest to jesus like and he went, went ahead and wrote, like, revelations. You know, he had this revelation of who God was. He was the one that, like, described Jesus in his beauty. Like, he had this revelation of the beauty of God. And um, <clears throat> so, I'm sure, he, you know, he has something to say, you know. Like, in First John, he has something powerful that he says. Let me go there real quick. First John 1. Okay, so what he says, he said in 1 John 1, 1, it says, we saw him with our very own eyes. We gazed upon him and heard him speak. Our hands actually touched him, the one who was from the beginning. The living expression of God. Like, he encountered Jesus. Like, he was like, as close as you could get to him. It says, we've seen him and we testify to this truth that this eternal life giver lived face to face with the Father and has now dawned upon us. And he goes on to say, John goes on to say, everything I saw, like everything I encountered in Jesus, I want to proclaim to you now. Like I want to invite you into what I've experienced, to what we've experienced. Like I want to give you that invitation into something that we just, that just totally like blew us away. So he's like, he tell, and that's awesome because he doesn't just say like you need an encounter. He tells you how to get there, you know. So he says, I share this stuff with you, basically in a nutshell. He's like, I share these things with you so that you can have fullness of joy. And, you know, if you want fullness of joy, it literally is just encountering Jesus. It's seeing him for who he is. It's getting in that place to where your gaze is locked on to his gaze and like you can't look away. And he just begins to, you minister to him, and he's ministering to you. And it just, that's where fullness of joy comes from. It's in his presence. And this is the next thing. In verse 5, he says, this is the message that we want to proclaim to you. That God is pure light, 
It says, you will never find even a trace of darkness in him. I thought that was awesome. I've read that a hundred times before, but the Lord like put his finger on that. And he's like showing me like, when you're in me, there's no trace of darkness. Like in the light of your presence, in the light of like, like when you stay close to me and you abide in me, there's no darkness at all because there's no, there's no darkness in me. And so every bit of darkness just like, just breaks off. Like there's no, it can't even like stand in that place of intimacy with him in that place of just being with him. And he literally is like says, he says, uh, when you stay in that place, he says, uh, the blood of Jesus cleanses you of all sin. And it just, it cleanses you. I mean, everything associated with sin, the identity of sin, the stain of every bit of it. He says the blood of Jesus is literally cleansing you of all sin as you just stay close to him, as you just stay in that place of encounter him, of gazing upon him. <clears throat> and in the very next uh, chapter, just this first part I want to read, um, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, You are my dear children, and I write these things to you so that you won't sin. <laughs> like all that so that you won't. Like that keeps you from, that keeps you from all that stuff. And he says, but if anyone does... So it told me, like, it's never a when I'm going to, it's if. It's always going to be an if thing now, like now that I know him and see him. So it says, if we, if we sin, we continually have a forgiving redeemer who is face to face with the Father. Jesus, the righteous one. And he said, he's our, he is our atoning sacrifice for our sins. So it just showed me, like, in him is light. So if I stay in him, I'm full of light, you know, like, I'm like, I am, he imparts his righteousness to me and I live clean. Like he cleanses me. And uh, that's what I've experienced. I've experienced like none of that stuff. Like I just don't want that stuff no more. I don't want like even the things that I guess would take me, keep me from just going and being with him. Like that stuff lost its allure. You know, I'm just sharing with you my experience, but that stuff's lost its allure on my life. Like, I don't want those things anymore. All I want is him. And uh, it's been pretty awesome. <clears throat> so I was like, uh, I was reading some things in Song of Solomon too. He's been showing me a lot there. But um, the Shulamite woman was like basically the bride, you know, us. And she's talking about her beloved. And... Um, she says to him, she's like, my brothers are angry at me. Like, they're making me take care of their vineyards. And that showed me that's the stuff that wants to, like, pull at you, that kind of has you in its, as a slave. You know, you're a slave of these things. And, uh, you know, she's been doing their will, you know. And she said, the next thing is, uh, but I haven't taken care of my own vineyard, you know. And I haven't tended to my own vineyard. I haven't properly taken care of this this inward garden that I have with God. I haven't properly tended to it and made sure it's, you know. And so, Jesus, he doesn't like condemn her for that or nothing. He literally says, like, you're beautiful. He literally just reminds her of who she is. Like, that's amazing. Like, she again and again tries to tell him, hey, I'm dark, I'm... I'm sinful all this stuff you know I'm unworthy but he keeps telling her how beautiful she is and he just tells her hey you know like he just like captivates her attention on him again 
to where like she's at the point where she's like, I'm going to hold on to him and never let him go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like, because of the beauty of who he is, like changes her, you know? It's like he didn't say you have to stop doing this or address every place she's been. It's like, man, just look at me, you know? And uh, Pastor David talked about that a lot last night, just looking unto Jesus, you know. Um, so yeah, one thing is just like getting that place of like encounter. I know some of us have had some amazing encounters with Jesus, but there's some that are like struggling and stuff. And um, you have to see your need for Jesus. You have to get to that place where it's like you need his presence for every single thing. And then the word says that if you hunger... Like, you will be filled. Like, that need for him, that desperate need for him leads to hunger, which leads to a want. Like, you go from needing him to wanting him. And that's when everything changes. It really does. When you begin to want him. And uh, I felt like I probably needed him, like, in the past. But then it's like, no, Jesus, you're all I want. Like, (laughs) you're all I want. And, uh, yeah, so... And, you know, in the Shulamite woman, she also talks about, you know, taking care of the small foxes. Lord was showing me how important it is to guard that place with him, to keep that place guarded from things that would come in and try to distract and try to take your gaze away, really. So I think that's uh, super important, you know. Like, don't let anything take your gaze off of him because it's not worth it, you know. Um you know, if something begins just, it's like once you see like his, uh, his beauty though, it's like that stuff's kind of easy to get rid of. It becomes easier. So yeah, um, that's like probably the main thing. I wanted to share that with y'all. So yeah, yeah, um, I believe that's what he's doing in my life and not just my life, but I'm seeing it like all over in the body of Christ, you know, that he's taking people back to that place of just beholding him and gazing upon him and realizing that it's like not their works or anything they could ever do but it all like everything they need is like found in like just locking their gaze onto him and beholding the lamb you know so yeah it's just beautiful it really is like I said I just can't look away can't look away from him um see I'm just excited what what he's doing man (laughs) it's really awesome yeah Fullness of joy, man, victory, freedom. That's where all that's found. It's just sitting at his feet, letting him just reveal himself to you more, letting him encounter you, you know. That's it, because that's what it's going to take. You know, and also, one thing he showed me here here recently, you know, he is the word, but how important it is. I think I heard Todd White say this today or something. It was crazy, because I just, like, turned on just for a little bit. And, uh... It just went along with everything. But uh, he was saying, you can look at him all day. Like, you can look at Jesus, you know. And, but it's like, if you don't know the word, and you don't know how he sees you, then it's like, it's not going to bring any kind of, like, change. You know, like, you have to gaze into his word as well. Like, gaze in, in his face, but then also gaze in his word. You know, James, I think it talks about being a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. And said, if you keep gazing into his word that brings freedom, and said, you'll be like basically blessed in all you do. But, but yeah, it's knowing who you are, knowing who he says you are in his word, and then getting alone with him and taking that before him. And it's like you have this face to face like interaction with him. 
And it was like, you just grow in that place. So, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That was very, very good. Uh, no, I just told Johnny I, I wanted to – you stirred me up, man. That was good. Um, I think I think it is so it, – it's so important. You, you perfectly said it at the end. Like, getting in the scriptures – uh, help us to see who God is. Um, we're, for me personally, I, I'm so in love with Jesus. And I'm not saying that to like, look, I, I'm in love with Jesus. I'm like, literally, he is captivating. Jesus is amazing in every way. The scripture, the, the, the song that we sing about, um, you know, I know that your hair is, uh, or your eyes are like fire, your hair is white as wool. And it, we're not talking about his face. I'm sure he is beautiful. I mean, his glorious, and when we get to heaven, his glorified Jesus, he's going to be, he's going to be a good looking feller. But, but that's not what we're really talking about here. We're talking about him, his, he is complete perfection. He's amazing. He captivates us by his perfection. The way that he talks to you, he knows exactly what to say to make you feel love, to make you like there's things that are in you that Jesus wants to just speak a word that's going to shift the way that you view yourself and the way that you, you know, the way that you're doing life. Uh, one of the things I love the way the scriptures talk about it whenever, when the disciples didn't recognize Jesus's face after he had uh, been, uh, after he died and was resurrected, they didn't recognize his face. But when he walked off, they were like, wait a second. Didn't we feel our hearts burning when he spoke to us? There's something about the way that Jesus is. He, he is, he's amazing, the way that he speaks to us. And, I, and I'm saying that to say that um, we have to know who he is because we, it, the more that you know him, you represent him better. Uh, you carry yourself differently when you are aware of who it is that you're serving. Um, I love I love Jesus so much. And like whenever I talk with people and I see them, um, I see people that are depressed or see people that are, you know, caught up in addictions or caught up in, in lust or in perversion or the way that they're talking. You can recognize real quickly if they haven't spent time with Jesus and it's not to like to dog on them. It's there's a there's something in my heart that hurts because I am aware of his goodness and they are not aware of his goodness. And I, and I want to like I want to I, I was just telling Justin last night, I want to like carry them into the presence with me because I. They, the issues that they're dealing with, I see, I've been there, I've, I've struggled with those same things, and I have found the solution to be the man Jesus in his complete perfection. When you get to come into his presence and see him and gaze upon him, like what you were saying, just to, just to be aware of who he is, there's something about it. It's not just a, a good message. It's not like when we talk about preaching the gospel, we're not just talking about like, hey, this is a good way to live. It's a better way to live. It's like, no, this is life itself. Jesus is, he's perfect in every way. And when you get to know that man, your life changes. He's better than just a good person. He's a man that changes you when you, when you just get to know him. And, and that's why I think it's so important for us as believers to be in here. We need to get to know Jesus. 
It, you know, more and the more I know Jesus, I, I've spent, you know, several years now really chasing after Jesus and it doesn't get boring. It doesn't get to where it's like, well, I, I've met all of Jesus. It's the more I get to know him, you know, my wife and I just uh, this weekend celebrated our 14 years anniversary and I told her on the, on our trip, I was like, babe, I love you more now than I did 14 years ago. And and it doesn't make any sense because the world tells you you're going to get bored after a little while. You know, you need to, you know, marriage isn't forever. But something about like, I, I am more in love with my wife now than I was 14 years ago. And it, it showed me something in that glimpse. It's like, there is something that happens whenever you get to know Jesus. You are going to fall more and more in love with him for all of eternity. He is complete perfection. You are made to be in love with Jesus. And when you gaze upon him and in his word, especially what you were saying, Get in, get into the word of God and learn about the man Jesus because you become like him, you fall more in love with him and then you can, you can help. You can be more, there can be more compassion for those people that are normally just annoying to you because you can see, hey, I've been there. I, I know why they're annoying to be around because they don't know Jesus like I know Jesus. But I want, I want to, in compassion, lead them to Jesus in any way that I can. And I, I don't want to rant right now. I just You stirred me up with that. And it's been something that's just been burning on, on my heart, just like he's been doing with you. It's like, man, Jesus is complete perfection. And if we can just get to look at him and, 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 and you see him through his word, you see him in prayer time, you see him in worship, you see him. He's everywhere. Just gaze at Jesus and let him like morph you and make him fall more in love with him let him stir you up to be more like get the goosebumps that you used to have get the butterflies you used to have they're still there in his presence they're still there and if you haven't felt that in a while it's okay there's no shame just get back into his presence chase after him because he's a he's a loving father he's complete perfection he's a beautiful god but anyways yeah justin Whoo! That was good, brother. Pastor Petty was right. It's very stirring. Uh, I'll say it before. I'll say it again. You come through those doors, by golly, you're without excuse. Come judgment day on you should have spent time with Jesus. <laughs> by golly, I tell you what, Bo. Um, Justin said properly tend um, the inward garden. Um, this is so cool. Going from needing to wanting. How many know, like, man, that's... That's, that was such a needed word, man. Because, you know, we can look at issues and circumstances and be like, I need you, Jesus. But it's different when everything looks great, right? Because he, he's got to be the want over the need. Uh, but one of my favorite things that he said uh, was he said, hunger leads to an encounter. Uh, when he said that, that really blew up in my heart uh, because I was like, yeah, man, like hunger will make you do some crazy things. You know what I mean? Uh, and hunger looks like something. And hunger does lead to an encounter with Jesus because you just keep going, right? Because you know you're going to be made full, but the moment you're made full, it's like your capacity to carry increases. So you can take on more. So what was once there that could feed you and you're like, yeah, I'm satisfied. Hallelujah. Now it's like, I, I need more because the capacity of your hunger increases and increases and increases. And no matter what, he's going to make you full. But by the time you were full in that season, that stuff doesn't make you full anymore. Now you've grown and now you need more. So that hunger will always lead to an encounter. Justin, that was so good. Pastor Jonathan, I love what you said as well. Sometimes we wish we could just carry people and bring them into the presence. I think that's true. Uh, you know, that would be really cool. Um, 
that would just be awesome. Like, come on, feel this, you know. 